Hey, it's Kevin here. I hope you're having a great week. It's Friday. It's uh, 9.30 p.m. my time, and uh, I'm recording one last podcast episode here to send you off for the week. Um, just reflecting on my week and just to kind of share a little bit of kind of uh, what happened with my week and just kind of share my story a little bit. Uh, I was probably on the phone about 25 or, or even more hours this week, which kind of comes with the territory when you're a full-time consultant and advisor. So you don't, it, it becomes really hard to do uh, any kind of deep work or any kind of implementation work or working on your own business because you're constantly talking to people on the phone. But uh, honestly, it's very rewarding. <clears throat> I also did a, a group coaching uh, program on Thursday and a webinar today. Um, so it's been a lot of educating, teaching, talking, you know, um, and yeah, I wouldn't have envisioned it any other way. Um, actually, the interesting thing was when I was I was still an agency owner. I was actually thinking about the the future I wanted to have, and I actually imagined myself being on the phone quite a lot because you know when I was on the phone, it was something that gave me energy. I was able to be on the phone for long periods of time and add a lot of kind of value, and it felt really good. And it was it was charging me up. Whereas when I was managing projects as an agency owner, frankly, it just drained me. And you know that was part of what gave me the impetus to move towards consulting and away from an agency style model is just like, you got to do what you're, you're best at and you got to do what gives you energy. You got to do what you enjoy. So interestingly enough, I'd, you know, not that I'm a big, you know, law of attraction person, but uh, in my mind's eye, I just imagined what would a perfect day look like. And a lot of the time was spent on the phone. So uh, that's funny that that's kind of the reality that I've sort of come about and created for myself. Um, and now I think what my focus is on is how do I create more leverage and how do I create more scale? And that's the kind of the nature of this whole group is, you know, how do you go from freelancing to some kind of a more leveraged business model, whether that is advisory work like I do or running an agency and having a team or, you know, selling memberships, uh, selling info products, packaging your IP and, and any other form of leverage. And so that's where my head's at right now is, you know, that being on the phone all day is great and doing education is great. And I really love it. I would love to be a full-time marketing educator of some kind. Um, uh, so right now I'm in that process of, you know, continuing to package up my expertise and to learn and to, you know, to keep finding new ways like, like this group or, you know, other kind of mentorship kind of programs or mar or membership programs rather, uh, to, to, uh, to kind of create, you know, share my expertise at some sort of scale, uh, for whatever it's worth for the people that are on this journey with me. And for those that are in the communities that I serve. So that's been uh, an interesting little week. Um, if I'm talking a little bit more quiet, it's because my son is sleeping. I've just got him to sleep. And I've got him here on the baby monitor, so I'm keeping an eye on him. He's been a little bit restless this evening, so I'm going to keep it a little low-key. Uh, just to share, though, it also turns out I bought a new microphone, a Shure SM7B, which is something I've been looking forward to for the last couple of weeks. It's been out of stock on Amazon. So I bought that. It's a dynamic microphone. So what it does is, uh, first of all, you can get a little closer to it, um, and it creates a richer sound experience. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better than previous podcasts. Uh, other things are it's an XLR, so you have to kind of plug it into you know, a preamp before it goes into your computer. And because this microphone is actually pretty quiet, I had to buy a second thing called a cloud lifter. I'm happy to share all this stuff with you at some other point, or just if you, if you want to know more details about what I'm using, but yeah, so I've got it all kind of set up and configured here. And, um, yeah, so overall I'm liking the sound of that and it's brand new. So you tell me um, what you think of it. Um, but yeah, onto some other things. We've got a couple new members in the group. Uh, so we've had Ari join us this week. Uh, Ari I've met online through in Twitter and he's a, he's a marketer himself, a marketing consultant and a great addition to this group. He's got a lot of value. He's grown his Twitter following by several thousand in a short amount of time. So if you've got any Twitter questions, check out Ari. Um, we've also got Brad. Brad joined the group recently as well. Uh, he's a content producer for, uh, as an agency for, and a, and a, and a, 
I guess, a consultant and a freelancer from what I can tell. Um, and so, yeah, welcome Brad to the group as well. So that's, that's it for the kind of updates and kind of behind the scenes of what's been going on in my world. Um, we actually have Circle ready to go pretty soon. So I was kind of waiting for Circle, the, the new community platform, to be ready before I launched it uh, to this membership. And um, what I was actually looking for was the like an iPhone app or an, or an Android app or both before I launched it so that I could replace um, Patreon, which is a great little you know app. It's a great way to kind of consume content and pushes notifications to your phone and but it sucks for community. So, um, what I'm, what I'm happy to do is, is share an invite. So if anyone who wants to kind of poke around and see what circle is all about, I've kind of built it out. It's ready to go. All these recordings, all these posts are in circle right now. So you can go in and see all the past posts. And what I'm going to do is eventually just phase out of that. And the stack I'm going to use, or the combination of things I'm going to use is uh, memberful, which, which will receive your payments. Um, and then it'll sit, it'll actually send the data to a tool called supercast, which is going to host the private podcast. And that's got a couple of cool features like analytics. I can also kind of create a podcast network or have multiple podcasts, private podcasts. Uh, it also allows you to, what else? I do like AMAs where you can, you know, Q and Q and A's or ask me any things where you can ask questions and then it timestamps the recordings and there's all kinds of cool stuff to it. So it's going to be a combination of, I think that plus memberful plus circle and they're all going to kind of plug together. So a lot of cool stuff happening there. Uh, I'll go deeper in, into that setup in the future. If anyone is interested in setting up their own private podcast or anything of that nature or community for that nature. So onto the show we go. Um, I got a question from Michelle and she's got a client who let's not call them cheap, but I think they're very, um, price sensitive or at least very cautious with how they spend their money, uh, especially during COVID. So they don't really have a marketing budget. Uh, which makes it very hard to help them, she says. And uh, she's wondering if we have any techniques that would help clients that are in the, say, $3.5 million a year sales mark um, to spend, you know, at least three to $5,000 in order to get any results. So I think she's like, she feels like her hands are tied and um, and then, you know, anything spending anything less than that doesn't really get results. It's kind of this like, how am I expected to get results if they're not willing to spend some kind of money? So it's a really, really, really great question. I think we all face this. Um, I think I used to face it a lot more, but it seems like now I've sort of gotten past that. So maybe I can share a little bit of my approach to this kind of thing. So first of all, what I do is if you remember back to, I don't know what episode it was, but uh, we talked about setting goals and being and establishing what are the goals of the business? So you, where are you now? Where do you want to be? And, and, and then how much are you willing to spend to get there? And is it even realistic based on what they're what their plans are. So a company that's 3.5 million is probably trying to reach 5 million in the next year or year and a half. They probably set some sort of ambitious sort of targets and that's where they want to go. So then they say, okay, Michelle, make it happen. That's where we want to go. And then, then at the same time, they give you a $2,000 budget and you go, Hmm, like that's not really realistic. So what you need to do is really focus on, Hey, you want to get to like, what is your goals? And then what's your budget? And then if you want, if you want to move the needle, the minimum you're going to need to spend is you know one two three four five percent of your revenue uh, on marketing you know and probably you know depending on how aggressively you want to grow anywhere between three and five percent but sometimes eight and sometimes ten you know, or even more depending on the business but um, you know three to five percent for a company that has overhead is 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 re- reasonable so at three million dollars what is that so three point five million dollars times point five is 175,000. 5% is 175,000. So 175 divided by 12 is at least 
thousand per month. So even if you were to pick two and a half percent as your target, which is seven grand, like if that's their entire marketing budget, then that's that's reasonable for a, a company that's growing, um, that that has some reasonable growth. But but like if they want to grow any in any way fast, then they need to be spending at least that amount of money. Otherwise, like who are you kidding? You know, like nobody can grow a company with no marketing budget unless they have an extraordinary uh, sales team and or product, right? There's just no way to do it um, and or offer, right? So there's just no way to, in my opinion, if you want to grow, you got to spend some money. So really, I would just refocus them on, hey, what are your goals? Here you are today, where, where you're trying to go and when, how fast are you trying to get to this goal of say 5 million? And then what you want to spend $1,000 a month and you want to grow by that? Like, tell me where you can get a, like a million dollars for, you know, $1,000 a month. You know, that kind of ROI just doesn't make sense. It's not reality. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. You know, usually if they're, if they're skeptical, there might actually be an upstream issue, which is an established trust that, that you're lacking. So that's why specialization is so key. Cause then you can say, well, people of your, of your size, like in the coworking industry where I specialize at any company size, I can basically say, well, this is what people of your size are doing. And these are the results they get. Like I know that our cost per lead should be around $250. Uh, and the cost per acquisition should be around twelve fifty to fifteen hundred dollars for new members of a private office style co-working space. I know that because I've worked with dozens and dozens of clients, and I've achieved that over and over and over. And that's pretty much what happens as long as their offer is relatively decent. Um, if our cost per acquisition is higher, then maybe they're not competitive, and there's other problems we can address, and we can figure out the strategy and go from there. But I only, it's that level of expertise that comes with specialization. And when you don't have that and you don't have a solid grasp of the financials and the fundamentals um, of their industry, it can be a little bit trickier. So what they may be, what, what the issue may be is that they don't trust that they'll get a return on that. So, you know, you need to ask yourself for three to 5k a month, let's call that, you know, 50 grand a year, will they get, you know, upwards of 350, $500,000 in return? Uh, inclusive of your fees. I don't know. Right. And like that's, or maybe not immediately. Like a lot of the marketing that I do is I set, set them up for success and then it pays dividends over and over again for four or five years before they have to say redesign their website or do some other next evolution of their marketing. So really the investment is a long-term thing that pays off. And sometimes it's not even about the immediate ROI. It's about having a system that works for them over and over again so they can hire a team member and then run that system and get repeatable results. Or sometimes it's having good reporting so that on paper you look great so that investors are willing to participate in the business or key stakeholders feel more relaxed knowing that you have your numbers under control and you can predictably attract new leads, new customers and, and, and work it all down to the cost per acquisition and cost per lead. So that's what that KPI spreadsheet does extraordinarily well. So what you could do is you can go back to that spreadsheet that I've shared with you, the KPI sheet and start plugging in numbers. Let's say they have a $2,000 budget, which is like ridiculous and you know, for three and a half million dollars uh, business to have a budget that small, that should be a minimum their ad spend probably, if not more. But let's say you plugged it in. You're like, okay, so my fees are, you know, 2,500 bucks. So there's no other room for us to do anything here. But assuming that they have additional budget of say 2,500, say, okay, here's how we could maybe spend this. First, you need to build your, you need to improve your website. Then you need to improve this. You need to do this, right? And you've done some strategy work and that's going to take this long. And you plug in the numbers and expenses in a month over month. So you start thinking about what, what might need to happen and in what order. And, and then you say, look, based on this, you've got all this groundwork to build. You've got all these things that we have to do before you start even producing leads in month two or three. So based on this cash flow projection, 
you know, we could move there a lot faster if we had more money to spend. So all you're doing by spending less is slowing down the results, slowing down the progress and getting far fewer leads and far fewer results uh, from it. So that's why like sometimes with clients that are on the fence about working with me, I break out that spreadsheet and I say, okay, let's figure out a scenario. Let's see. Cause they say, well, how much was everything going to cost once we hire you? And I'll workshop through some scenarios, you know, and the benefit is frankly, is as a, as an advisor, it doesn't matter what they spend, but you can say to them, like, look, if you're not willing to spend a bit of money with me, there's no point in us working together because my fees are at least $2,500 a month. Uh, and they range. And if you're a bigger company, they're closer to five, six, $7,000 a month. Um, so in order to work with you, like you gotta be, you gotta have a team and, or you gotta be spending some money and you need, there needs to be leverage here. And for three and a half million dollar business, that's not spending over $10,000 a month. It's kind of crazy. So what, what it might just be is a, they're a bad client. B, they need to be educated. Uh, C, you may need to show them the spreadsheet. D, they may not trust you enough to, to really hand over that amount of money. Um, but, but frankly, it sounds like they're a bit new, you know, because if they're not spending any money on marketing, then, uh, I wonder how they got to three and a half million in the first place because, you know, three to $5,000 is not a lot of money at all. So what I might do is basically lay it on the table and say, this may not be a fit. Like what do you, like the whole summary of this is what are your goals? What are your timelines? And is that really, is that money realistic, right? And if it's not, you can just say that's, it's not realistic. I, I appreciate your time and walk away. Or you can say, let's, let's spitball this. Let's like actually workshop this a little bit, which is something I, I don't mind doing every so often without promising that this is the direction you're going to take, but let's just play out a scenario. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. These are the timelines for this. These are the costs for this. You can kind of break down what the plan might be. And, uh, and that might educate them a little bit more, you know, and then they'll see that you have a good working style that is very tactical. But I think positioning yourself around kind of the brand expert thing, uh, it, you know, is, is a bit trickier because it f sometimes feels a little bit, it, it doesn't have a hard edge. Like it's not very like ROI driven. Like I was talking to someone today who uh, has hired a kind of like a chief revenue officer as basically a marketing plan uh, person kind of below the strategy level. And, uh, and that person obviously is very close to revenue. So there's kind of an implicit promise, whereas brand might feel a little bit softer. So it might be part of your positioning. Uh, it might be part of, you know, that just the client may not be a fit. You know, frankly, I don't try to convince people if they still think they need to be spending way too little. I usually give them one shot at, a, at an education. And then if they don't want to go for it, then they're not a good fit. So I hope this helps, Michelle. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been nice sharing a little bit of the story with you guys today. Uh, I look forward to your questions. As always, leave the questions in the comments or send me a DM through Patreon. Eventually, we're going to move in a circle. You'll be able to uh, mingle with one another. I know during our Q&A call recently, many of you met. Um, so I look forward to kind of chatting with you guys in circle. And I'm going to go sign off now and enjoy one more glass of wine before I head off to bed uh, because my kid wakes up pretty early and uh, it's been a long week. So thanks again for listening. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Uh, stay tuned. Bye for now.